You're listening to the Longmont Observer Beer Cast with our friends Sergio and Andrew. Yeah, so welcome to the This Week in Beer where Andrew and I and maybe others sit around, drink beer at local breweries, and uh, rate and review the beer while discussing beer, local happenings, national happenings, and everything else in between. So... Okay. Um, you want to get started? What yeah, beer, sure. What so, beer are we drinking today? Okay, so Left Hand Brewing Company released four new beers today for their seasonal. Um, they released a Cream Ale, an FTL uh, Kolsch, a Hefeweizen, and an Oktoberfest. Um, the Cream Ale is water with an aftertaste of beer and just a little bit of an acidic finish right there at the end. It, one star. <laughs> um... I'm going to put this right next to their... I'm going to put this in their closet of shame, right next to their jalapeno beer that they came up with a couple of years ago that tastes like chemically flavored Frito-Lay. Um, chemical... The chemical flavoring of Frito-Lay nacho cheese dip. That jalapeno cheese dip. Yeah, they... I'd never had that one. I wouldn't it, know. It, they only did one run of it. Uh-huh. I can see why, then. <laughs> Um, it, it was a case of most people was like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. And then I sat down at the bar and went, mm, no. And, oh, what do you think about it? Mm, I don't think you want my honest answer. Um, so why don't, we, why don't you drink each one and then okay. we can both sip it. Why don't we each talk about Okay, so the, we so we agree that the cream ale is water with flavor, yes? Yeah, so, like, I've had other cream ales. I, I looked at Richmond, Virginia for a while, and there was a brewery over there called Hardywood, and they had uh, a cream ale that was a lot heavier, um, and I actually like that one. I, I normally don't like cream ales, and I like that one over this one. This one does seem a little watered down. I know they mentioned that they had a nitro one, so maybe we can try that next time. I know Andrew's not a fan of nitro beers, but I well, can, I can I'll, I'll taste that them, one. I'll but then you'll hear my honest opinion of them. Um, no, I do agree with you, though. Um, most cream ales, they do tend to have, I guess, a weight, a heft, yeah. that, that you get, that lets you know you are drinking beer, as opposed right. to Bud Light or Miller Light. Um, or a soda cream ale. Yeah, that kind of has uh, that, that flavor. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, and out of, out of the Southeast, actually out of Georgia, there's a couple of really good ones. Um, oh really? Yeah, they they almost. Or breweries. <sighs> Answers I don't have. Um, just when I was working out in Georgia, I just remember trying. I go brewery hopping, and yeah. this is after I got rid of Untapped from oh, my phone. Yeah, that um, but yes, you can you can get some cream ales with a li- little. They're usually lighter, but you can get them with a little bit more oomph to them, and sometimes almost a viscosity to mm. them, even though they are light flavor beer. Yeah. However, that is not what this is. This one's a little too watery for my taste. Nay, nay. Might just be the first run. I don't know if they're gonna, or the maybe keg issues. I don't uh, know. I am going to ask. Yeah, yeah we should I, ask him. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. ask. So. Because if it turns out to be really good, I really don't want to write a review on this beer and then, you know, essentially shoot them in the foot in the process. Um, okay, so our next beer of the day. So this is the FTL Kolsch. I love Kolsch. I think they're great, delicious beers on to drink during summer days. 
and uh, the color seems very similar to the cream ale. No, no, no. No, the, the, the cream ale was was a clear. Little, you, a little you, clearer. Uh, this one's kind of like it, it looks like a hefeweizen. It, exactly. Yeah. It looks yeah, like yeah, a hefeweizen. Like hefe is, is what it looks like. Also very light. I mean, most cultures are light, but it a little bitter near the end. It gets better as it warms up. When it was cold, there wasn't really yeah. a whole, It didn't have those flavors right in the beginning, but right now, it's definitely got the. It you definitely have the you definitely have the effort, uh, kind of that effervescing on the tongue. Um, kind of makes you think about. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had the Schweppes grapefruit soda. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Schweppes oh, yeah. grapefruit soda <laughs> without all the sugar. Um, followed by kind of the hops and everything else kind of comes in towards the end there. Um, not often do I say a beer is better lukewarm than it is cold. Um, I really want to go get a Schweppes grapefruit. Cream, uh, grapefruit yeah, it has right notes now. of grapefruit. Yeah, it has notes of grapefruit. I mean, it's definitely a clean beer, clean tasting. But, again, it's missing a little bit of that heft. I don't know. It, uh, I mean, it's, it's the, okay, but uh, I, I'm not like... Uh, I, I don't love want, this I beer. don't want to call it heft, and I don't want to call it weight. Because heft, heft kind of is a misnomer, and weight is ales, stouts. Those have weight. Those are sandwiches in a bottle. Yeah. They're, they're wholesome. They fill you up. Yeah. But you are still sitting... It's like when you try to make hummus and you didn't put enough tahini in there. You're not really sure what's off. It, there's just something... Um, we will come up with a word. Yeah. We will invent a word or just look it up. One of the two. <laughs> for what we're talking... Let's call it beerness. The essence of beerness for now. Beerness. Yeah. Something about it is missing. Where's the EOB? Something it's, is it, missing. It we is, don't know it what is, it is. It is missing the EOB. The EOB. Yeah, the, the essence of beer. It's yeah. kind of missing that. Um... That said, hot day. It is really, really nice. It is. It's refreshing. Yeah, it's I'll, good. I'll give that. Um, it's not bad at all. You want to down it, or you want me to down it? Do uh, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just next save up. it for the next one. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we got a Hefeweizen. Um, looks mm. almost identical to the FTL. Uh, Colch. Uh, just a slightly darker color. Uh, mm. What are you getting for smell? So I definitely get the banana clove from the Hefeweizen. Banana um, clove. Yeah, so I, I used to live in uh, Vienna for a bit. Vienna, Austria. And I fell in love with Hefeweizens. I'm, get, I'm getting the clove. It's very banana-y. And it's got, it's part of the yeast, the Hefeweizen yeast. And it really imparts those flavors. I need to take you to Southeast Asia sometime. And... I could see how you could be drawing a parallel to like crate ripened bananas, but no, yeah. I'm. It's a little bit of that banana smell. A little bit. You have to really smell for it. You have to put your nose in there. And Andrew just <laughs> dipped his nose in the beer. No, no, I snorted it, and now, so now, now, and now I actually have. Full now I've got the full aroma bottle up my nostril, <laughs> but in that process, um, so 
I'm now starting to smell the metallic tint, uh, hints that I usually smell with Hefeweizens, mm -hmm. uh, particularly Hogarden. Uh, yeah, more than any other Hefeweizen I've ever had, it almost leaves a, mm -hmm. an, a aluminum smell in my nose when I'm mm -hmm. drinking it. Um, and it's just kind of barely there at the back of the yeast now that it, you know it's up my nose and my nostrils are thoroughly saturated. On the plus side, I can't smell the vent. That's true. That's it's... good. That's a plus. <laughs> so what is your favorite Hefeweizen? Is it Hogarden? Um, Hogarden is my... I don't have a favorite Hefeweizen. Hmm. Hogarden is what I grew up drinking on the beachfronts in Hong Kong because that's what was available. But I haven't... Though I always enjoy Hefeweizens, yeah. I would never say that I would... I enjoy Hefeweizens. I can appreciate Hefeweizens, but I wouldn't say they're my favorite beers. Hmm. Um, uh, British-style bitters. Mm. Uh, a quote-unquote pint of bitter, which, you know, the American pale ale, uh, the American-style Indian pale ale was originally based off of. Yeah. And right now they've got a, what they're calling an Indian, Equal Hops Indian Pale Lager over mm. at uh, Whibby Brewery. That, that beer, I, that beer I love. I could drink that beer all day. Mm. Um, but no. No favorite. No favorite. Yeah, I think for me, I, I mean, Franz's Connor Hefeweizen, amazing. And also, after spending some time in Munich, I think the, the August Augustiner Brewery, they have this awesome beer garden, and they have just liters of Hefeweizen, and it's incredible. I mean, part of that is a giant beer garden and all their awesome food, but, I mean, this... It, I'm it, about to taste it again. It, it's still a good... There's almost like there's a little bit of citrus in there. Yeah, it's citrusy. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a real strong... and it's kind, But that's real common with most Hefeweizens as well. Like, you, you will have your real strong yeast. You know, yep. Um, yes, the cloves definitely... I never actually picked up on that, but yeah, you're right. Cloves are definitely there. Though, yeah, I don't see the banana. I mm. Definitely more metallic smell for me. And maybe that's the reason why I don't like maybe, them. Maybe, maybe. That yeah. may be the reason why I don't like them. Um, definitely just a little bit of citrus in there, like you do with most, ho uh, not Hogardens, no, Hefeweizens. Yeah. yeah and that, now you can see how tainted I am, <laughs> thanks to marketing <laughs> and product placement. Um, <laughs> it's, all around, it's a good beer. It, it's, it's refreshing. It, it it's is another refreshing, good refreshing and it is beer not a bad Hefeweizen by now. Yeah. Um, last up, we have the Oktoberfest in July. Um, I'm just gonna start this out right now. It kind of smells like chocolate, just a little bit. And the first time you drink it, you don't taste the chocolate. The second time you drink it, you taste the chocolate, just a little bit. I smell honey. Yes, honey's in there too. Yes, the honey is definitely in there too. Yeah. It, it's not a real kind of like chocolate note, but it but it is in there. Um, I don't taste much of the chocolate. I definitely try it again. Trust me, second. I didn't taste it the first time. I tasted it on the se second sip. What kind of chocolate? Dark? It, like straight up ground up cocoa bean. 
Hmm. Okay. Don't get it. Okay. Different palettes, yeah. Um, we're gonna have a completely different take on every single beer we try. Well, this is gonna get interesting. This is it's, gonna get uh, interesting. It's unbiased. <laughs> it's unbiased. Someone's been on the internet going, "Look at these two schmucks. They've been drinking beer together for how long? They can't agree on anything." Can you imagine doing this all the way up into our fifties and sixties? That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. We get canes. We get to hit each other when we don't agree. <laughs> no, my opinion's right. I don't know, have you had other Oktoberfests that you like? I have, um, but most of them are in Wisconsin. Really? Which one? Um, so, Hofbro so there is an old German, it's called Old German Beer Hall, and it's got the long tables, and it's even got, it's got a big log in it, uh, filled with those... In Wisconsin? In Wisconsin. So in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you have this huge German population. Huh. Um, and in fact, uh, 30, 40, you talk to people who were in Milwaukee 34 years ago, there were neighborhoods in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, you had to speak German to get by in, huh. because it was old German immigrants. Um, nobody really expects to hear that about Wisconsin, but yeah. it's... Um, actually, well, I was just there, but I was in the northern part of that. Um, some, of the, some of the best German restaurants inside the United States, in my opinion, uh -huh. are Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Huh. Um, now... It is a brewery city, and by that I mean Schlitz is there, yeah. Pabst Blue Ribbon is brewed not too far away, Miller's there, and when you go and you do the tour, all you can think of is Duffman the entire time the video was going yeah. on for the tour. Um, but you don't have a whole lot of microbrews there, huh. per se, but you do have a lot of really good imported germ beers. Um, That's good to know. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever had Spot and Optimator? No. Um, that's... That's actually imported, um, and you can find that in liquor stores, not only like fine restaurants there. Yeah. Um, huh. You ever had Hofbrau? Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. In okay. So, the, the Germany. De de decent Munich. beers, right? Um, yeah, they're overrated. I like their Dunkel, personally. They have a good uh, Dunkel. Um, and by that, I mean the rock climbing gymnastics gym I community center that I volunteered at our back door opened up to the Old German Beer Hall's back door. Hmm. So I would go from rock climbing straight into Old German Beer Hall and get a liter of Hofbrau Dunkel and take a one, play this game with this one pound sledgehammer and drive nails in. Um, hmm. So, All right. uh, most, most of my experience with Oktoberfest beers is in the Milwaukee area. Yeah. Either with, um, not really with too many of the local microbreweries in the area, but with imported from Germany. Um, however, as I travel around the United States for contracting work, usually I don't enjoy the Oktoberfest. Um, it depends where you go, but... Uh, and it could just be luck of the draw, because yeah. I'm not reading... I'm not reading Yelp reviews before I go to a brewery. Oh, it's a brewery. I haven't been. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Check I'm going to be here for three or four months. I'm going to hit every brewery in town and just start methodically working out from wherever it is that I'm living. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I haven't found too many that I actually enjoy. Have you had one by Legend? It's nope. another Richmond brewery. Legend Brewery. Legend I don't know if brewery. they distribute out here, but they have an awesome Oktoberfest here. And I'm sure you know, October Oktoberfest actually happens in September. 
in Munich. No, I actually had no idea. Yeah, so they have two festivals. So one is called Oktoberfest and one is called Springfest. Springfest is a version of Oktoberfest held in the spring. In Munich, both are held in Munich. Springfest is about half the size as Oktoberfest. Okay. And it's basically just German people dressed in lederhosen. They have all these awesome tents like the Hippodrome and you name it. You go in there and you get liters of beer and okay. and just drink and stuff. So they also do it in September. Okay. But it's like a two or three week long thing. It's and a- it normally starts now, but they have the Oktoberfest festival goes from I may this may be incorrect, but they go from town to town until they end up at Munich, and that's where the grand celebration is held. Really? Yeah. Learn something new every day. Um, I just I always just assumed it was a one-off. I always assumed it was just kind of a one-off celebration that happened simultaneously around the country and. Oh, it's an involved. And one day we've adopted it here, but well, yes, yeah. but. Um, Okay, nifty. So what do we have in front of us? So the last beer we're going to try is uh, Tap Room Rarity. That is uh, the number 55, the Bike MS, I'm assuming for Bike Multiple Sclerosis, which is a uh, you know huge bike event. And this is a Pear Pale Ale at 5.8% ABB. Pear. So why don't you try it first, Andrew? Let us know what what you think about it. He's sniffing it right now. He's trying to get. It actually smells like it. Smells like fruit. There is actually a little bit of a pear taste, and then it's it's a deep, it's a decent pale ale. Um. Not too heavy all, all the way around. Um, it's still bitter. Uh, it still has the bitter, but um, distinctly uh, it still tastes the hops, but it's not overpowering, um, which is nice. Um, pretty refreshing. Again, this is not a beer I see being particularly well, good once it gets past lukewarm, but right now, still semi chilled. It's still pretty good, and cold, it was really nice it was quite pleasant um but this is definitely a beer i see losing his mat this is not a pale ale that will be good at room temperature like a lot of them are i actually don't get the pear at all i mean it's a it's a good pale ale but i don't taste or get notes of pear at all what is it hit? it definitely smells fruity it's but rough. like it doesn't doesn't come through to me. So it's right where I get it is right in the beginning, kind of where the hops first hit your tongue as well, and it's not on its own. It's mixed in there. It's not like oh, there's pear flavor and then another flavor and then another flavor and then another flavor. It's oh, there's this jumble. It's like being in a room. It's like being in a room with a whole bunch with a whole bunch of people speaking really loud, and kind of in the background you hear you hear your brother's voice and go, okay, I know he's in the room. I have no idea where he is, but I know he's in the room. Kind of. Can't get it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe one day I will. <laughs> Maybe one, one day I'll taste <laughs> a banana in the Hefeweizen. We'll call it good. <laughs> we'll call it even. Sweet. So. Well, I think that's it. I mean, kind of run out of beer for 
today's podcast, but uh, yeah, so stay tuned and uh, we'll, have, we'll have another one shortly at Drink a different respons- brewery. At a different brewery. Drink responsibly. Yep. Don't Cheers. Ru- don't ruin it for the rest of us.